It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you will, turn to the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 1 is where we're going to begin working. And uh, I'm going to begin to try to just be working through the Psalms if the Lord will help us. And uh, anyway, there's a lot of... I originally thought I'd be able to do a little bit, go at a little bit of faster pace, and maybe the Lord will help me get there. But there's a lot in this first Psalm that um, I just began to see a lot of practical application for us that if we we would do well that if we would take heed and apply these things to our lives. Let's go ahead and read Psalm chapter 1, or Psalm 1, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says this, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall Parish. Now the theme of this uh, first psalm we could say is the blessed man. Most everybody you read after will will go to that, and some of them say as well. And I believe we can we can say this that the the type in prophecy would be Christ. Obviously, Christ was the blessed man, but it begins talking about. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And uh, there's no man in the world that has been able to keep to that entirely. However, that is the goal. That's what we want to get to. That's that's where we want to always be heading. Um, in this chapter, if the Lord will help us, I want to just preach on the secrets to success. The secrets to success. I want to just take this chapter and make practical practical application to our lives now. Now, what is success? If we're not careful, we begin to adopt the world's philosophy that success is found in material things and in a lot of money or 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 uh, different different toys and such that you have stockpiled and and you know whatever temporal things that make you happy and that's that's success in life to a lot of people in the world. But here is what they don't ever say. Here is what when you compare the what the scripture has to say about it versus what they have to say about life. This is what's really going on. They think, or the world thinks, that success is found in something that is temporal, but what they don't realize is that it is at the cost of eternal judgment. You see, true success will be found in sacrificing the temporal things for the spiritual. Maybe it's avoiding the temporal lustful pleasures of this life for eternal reward and pleasure with God. See, true success 
is spiritual. It is something that is internal. It, it, it is something in the soul. True success brings inward peace. The world does not know anything of that. They have a lot of things that, that maybe can provide temporal peace or a temporary feeling but it never lasts. They always have to go back and get more. In fact, as you watch people, and that's something I kind of like to do sometimes. You know, you just I just watch people, watch how they act, watch how they react, and things you'll begin to see that they're always after the next toy or another dollar or a higher high, another drink, and so on and so forth. What it's really revealing is that on the inside they are not happy. While some of them outwardly look successful, they've got, I mean, money more than I'll ever see. They, they've got, you know, a nice home, lots of cars or this or that or whatever it is that makes them happy. Some of them have, you know, guns to the hilt and all, all kinds of different things like that. It's, you know, it's what brings them happiness, they think. But the problem is it's only temporary and it never satisfies and some of those same guys I talk with later, and or, or maybe you get off to the side, and, and just in the course of conversation, you can find out real quickly that they're not satisfied. They're not happy. They're just looking for the next thing. True success is going to be found in only one place. And as we begin to read this psalm, we figure that out really fast. It is in God's Word and following God's Word. The first word you see is blessed. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That word blessed means happy. I think it means more than just happy, honestly. It's implying we're going to be blessed by God. And I would much rather be blessed by God than have all the success that the world has to offer. I'd much rather be pleasing to God and have God on my side than be having to worry about facing the judgment of God in the future. So, just from this chapter, what are some things, what are some secrets to success that we could say? Now, we've already stated success is spiritual success. And I just found several things that we can apply to our lives, that if we want to be spiritually successful, if we want to get to the end of our lives and be able to say like William Borden, said that he had no regrets. I want to be able to get to heaven and have eternal reward. I, I want to be blessed by God, though, in this life. I want to have peace and true happiness. I, I want to, to have that inward, satisfied peace that most can't find. Thank God I've already found that. But even as a Christian, if you're not careful, you can lose it. So I want to just share with you these secrets to success. And number one, the first thing I see is this, that if we're going to be successful, that is spiritually successful, we're going to have to guard our direction. As we begin looking into this psalm, we begin to see two different ways. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now I'm looking that as one way, that is the way of the world. The second way is this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
Verse 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. There's your two ways right there. Pictured, one is God's way, one is the world's way. One is the Bible way, one is the worldly wise men's way. So you've got two different ways that you can be going in life. And here's the thing. Both of those ways have two different destinations. One of them is the blessed way. In verse 3 we find that the man that follows the way of righteousness, it says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But notice this, the ungodly are not so. In other words, what he just said, that how whatever this godly man does that prospers, his life is it's fruitful, it's bountiful, it's plentiful, he, he, he is spiritually successful, he, he's being blessed by God, but the ungodly, the other way, their way's not so. It's, not, it, it's the exact opposite of what we see of the godly man. You see, one way is God's way. The way of salvation, the way into heaven, the way of, of peace. But the end of the ungodly way, the end of the sinners, is death. It says, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. There's two different ways you can be going. Now, this is for saved and unsaved alike. A saved person can still go the wrong direction. He can begin to follow the counsel and the ways of the world. But when he does that, he will not and cannot be spiritually successful. In fact, he'll have no peace. The Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. Now, if we look at it just by the end of those ways, one of them is blessing by God, the other one is destruction. One has the blessing of God, one has the curse of God, and the judgment of God. If we look at it that way, it's very easy to make up our minds and say which one we want to go on. But here's the problem. In the Christian life, it's very easy to start heading the wrong direction and it's so subtle that you don't realize that you are. You see, while we have two different ways, and while they both have two entirely different destinations, there's power in both of the paths, if I can say that way. I want to show you just a little bit of, of how dangerous it is to begin heading in the wrong direction and how easy it is. No, notice the progression here. It, we could say that it is a progression of sin. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat 
of the scornful. You see, as a person begins to, to, okay, say he's living for God, but as you begin living for God, you have earthly things that we have to deal with while we're trying to keep a heavenly mindset. But if we're not careful, we begin to be carnally minded, worldly minded, and we begin to follow the ways of the world. That's the first step in this downward progression. That's the first step in the wrong direction. You see, we find this man that could be walking in the counsel of the ungodly or walking in the advice of the ungodly. You know, even at where I'm at, I can talk to certain people, and if you're not careful, you begin to follow their advice. You know, they say you ought to do this or that with your money, or or you ought to do this or that with your house, and and this or that, or or you need to you know get this particular thing, or I mean, you you get the picture, I think. If you're not careful, you begin listening to the wrong people in your life. They begin to pull you the wrong direction. You see, the first step in heading the wrong direction is beginning to listen to the wrong people, the ungodly. Now, the ungodly, what is that? Just people that, I would say, people that aren't Christ-like. People that aren't really living for God themselves. Now, you can, they can maybe even pretend and put on a show, but it's people that don't have Christ at the center of their heart. People that are worldly-minded, carnally-minded, people that are focused on gain in this world or, or or building up, you know, a big mass of things for themselves or after the pleasure of the world. You see, that is the majority of people's attitude in life. They are after the success of the world, the things they can get. But if we're not careful, if we're not guarding our direction, we're going to begin to listen to what they have to say. We're going to begin to maybe even apply some of those things to our lives. And so we see the first step in heading the wrong direction. Now we're running out of time. We'll have to pick up here tomorrow. But what I see here, you've got two different ways, two destinations, but it's very easy to begin heading in the wrong direction. If we're going to be successful for God, we're going to have to carefully guard our direction. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.